Ed Robertson with a reminder that Ruta Lee will join us at the top of the hour. We hope you stay tuned for that. Hi, this is Diane Baker, and you are listening to TV Confidential. The United Nations, where I'm Chet, Frank, Bill, you there? Any more? Do you have any more from Texas or elsewhere? Mid-20s was arrested in the Riverside section of Fort Worth. Uh, in the shooting of a Dallas policeman. Was it predecessor, General Eisenhower, has issued oh, a list of barely two hours after Kennedy's death. Lyndon John Johnson F. Kennedy taking the oath of office as the 37th president of the United States. A man of this century. States. So it is President Lyndon Johnson. CBS News has brought you up to date on the events of this terrible day. CBS, and indeed the whole nation, is changing its habits as a result of today's activities. There will be no commercial programming, no entertainment programming on CBS, television, or radio until after the funeral of the president. Ed Robertson along Phil Grace, Tony Figueroa, and Donna Allen as we continue our special edition of TV Confidential that merges the sound of lost television with This Week in TV History as we remember how television news covered the events on November 22, 1963. This segment of our program originally aired November 13th, 2013. We're replaying it tonight to commemorate the 60th anniversary of the death of John F. Kennedy. We're going to play the first three minutes and 53 seconds of NBC's news coverage on on November 22, 1963, which up to this point only one man recorded, Phil Grace. John Connolly, reporters on the scene say that bullet wounds in Governor Connolly's chest were clearly visible. It is reported that President Kennedy was seen lying face down on the floor of his car, his wife holding him. Again, we have no word on the president's condition. One AP man on the scene says that blood was visible on the president's head. He has been taken to Parkland Hospital in Dallas, Texas. The motorcade took about five minutes to get to the hospital. It was during that trip that reporters saw the president lying flat on the face of his car. One reporter asked one of the presidential assistants, uh, Kenneth O'Donnell, if the president were dead. The man gave no answer. There is no reason to believe the president is dead. There is no word on his condition. Neither is there any word on who made the attack. That is all we have from Dallas, Texas at the present time. There has been a gun attack on the president of the United States. In what a scramble, communications in this country are at this moment. Uh, We will relay to you all the information that we have. We shall establish circuits uh, between New York and Dallas uh, at any moment, but in the interim, we shall relay to you from here the information that we have. It goes like this. President Kennedy has been shot in Dallas, Texas. He was shot as his motorcade left the downtown part of the city. Mrs. Kennedy leaped up, grabbed the president, and cried, Oh, no, and the motorcade sped on. An Associated Press photographer reports that he saw blood on the president's head. The uh, Associated Press photographer said he heard two shots but thought someone was shooting fireworks until he saw the blood on the president. Here is more information. Kennedy apparently has been shot in the head. He fell face down in the back seat of his car. Blood was on his head. Mrs. Kennedy cried, oh no, and tried to hold up his head. Uh, Governor Conley remained half-seated, slumped to the left. There was blood on his face and forehead. The president and the governor were rushed to Parkland Hospital near the Dallas Trademark 
uh, Kennedy was to have made a speech. There's also this, uh, Chet, in Washington. The White House says it has nothing beyond what we have now on the shooting. This in spite of the tremendous communications that are always maintained between the President and the White House. Uh, at 12.50 Central Standard Time, acting White House Secretary Malcolm Kilduff was asked whether the President were dead. He said, I have no word now. A few minutes later, Rear Admiral George Berkeley of the Navy, he's the White House physician, rushed into the hospital in Dallas, Parkland Hospital. He headed for the emergency room where the President and Texas Governor John Connolly were taken. Each has been wounded. That is all we really know. There is no word on the condition of either man. There is no indication that either is dead, no report on how serious the wounds may be. Uh, Chet and Bill, if I may step in for just a moment to let you know... Uh... NBC will continue its coverage of this throughout until we are uh, fully abreast of all the facts. We have a mobile unit on its way to the White House now. As you just reported, the White House doesn't seem to have uh, any more information than the uh, reporters on the scene. And we are also establishing contact with uh, our uh, Robert McNeil, who is with the uh, President's party in Dallas. And we expect to be getting reports from him very shortly. So, as you can imagine, uh, extensive efforts are being made to get our men dispatched to the right place at the right time and uh, get as much information on it as we can. Thank you, Frank. We shall all stand by then and just relay the information as it comes in. Obviously, what is very pertinent here is that when Frank McGee finishes his statement and Bill Ryan says, Thank you, Frank, it was at that point that NBC had their hot camera and recording system activated, and that's when they started rolling tape. At that point, it was lost material. Lost, and, and, and assumed lost for more than 25 years until you made uh, both the Library of Congress and the, and the Paley Center and NBC itself aware of it, as you stated earlier in the conversation. Now, uh, we're running up against a break, but um, real Quickly, the three minutes we just heard right now, that, that was approximately 1.53 local time on the afternoon of the 22nd. And they don't know that Kennedy has died yet. They're still gathering information and kind yeah. of reporting it, breaking news, as we would call it today. When, in relation to this, did Cronkite make his announcement on CBS that Kennedy had, in fact, died? I believe... Um it was around 2.35, 2.37. Okay, so that's another, okay, so that, that's another 40 minutes from now. So, yeah. So, so at this point, I think it's safe to say nobody knew, nobody, NBC, ABC, CBS. Nobody knew. Nobody and knew. Uh, to address what you had stated uh, before, Tony, the consensus was, um, I don't know. There was a lack of real concrete information. And it was just guessing in terms of what, they were not told that, you know, unless I'm told that there was mortality involved here, there's no information, as Bill Ryan stated, that, that either Connolly or President Kennedy was uh, actually killed. We're taking a look at uh, how television news covered the events of November 22nd, 1963, along with Phil Grace, Tony Figueroa, and Donna Allen. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. One more item. Our friends at Coda Life offer group sound bath meditations once a month at the Woman's Club of South Pasadena. A sound bath is a deeply immersive experience that uses sound waves generated from music and instruments in an intentional flow to create deliberate relaxation that produces renewal and recovery, both for the central nervous system 
and the energetic body. For more information, go to kotalife.com, C-O-T-A-L-I-F-E, kotalife.com, or at kotalifegoddess on Instagram. Hi, this is Stephanie Powers. You're listening to TV Confidential. Tony, you had a question for Phil. Do you remember when you ran to get that tape, to purchase the tape for $5? What was the mood on the street? Were people cognizant of what had just happened, or were you... Uh, I don't remember any uh, real commotion or uh, discussion. It's really a blank to me. I don't think most people were watching TV. I think I was kind of a rare breed. There was a moment where uh, I, I ran down fairly quickly and then came back. And I can only guess. I just know that it was that deep into the tape. In fact, it's an interesting question which I would like to further uh, investigate. And all I and and the way I can do it is I can go back into my original master tape and see how much tape was left. And when I cut that tape and then started with the fresh reel, it was not deep into the coverage. Ed, can I make just a comment just sure. to remind people of? The fact that, you know, imagine television news today, you have access to the satellite, to the cell phones, to the crawl across the bottom. These initial reports, it was a disembodied voice, and this is how you were getting the news. Yes. And I was also kind of surprised at the clarity. Yeah, there was very little news, but it was very clear. And yet he kind of talks about that because uh, there's a... There's a moment where he stumbles, and it's, he's, he's not stumbling because he's nervous. He's stumbling because the information's being thrown at him at, uh, from different sources, and he's just trying to report it clearly. Also, um, now having listened to the 3 minutes and 53 seconds, Chet Hartley clears his throat a number of times. Yeah. You sense his nervousness. You hear paper rattling left and right. You know, they, they're being thrown all kinds of uh, new uh, information. You could see copy boys coming in there, throwing them the latest, whatever is coming in, and you hear all of this, uh, <laughs> you know, and it's not just a microphone recorded, and I'm doing something in my living room. That was direct line, and it was from the studio, and it was from them who were shuffling and trying to figure out what to say next. I mean, it's not something we see today. A lot of them. I mean, no, no, we don't see we don't see the inside baseball. But yeah, I mean, we see. I mean, we do see breaking news, and we do see a lot of sort of figuring things out and repeating of information. But we don't. It's, it seems well, to be an organized. It's very contained. Yes, it's, um, it's people have more experience, yeah. and they're with much more control. This was almost like you're in someone's living room, and you were hearing them react, and not listening to a broadcast. We're giving you a sense of network news as they covered the events of Friday, November 22nd, 1963, along with Phil Grace, Tony Figueroa, and Donna Allen. We'll not only continue playing highlights of NBC's news coverage, we'll also play the iconic moment from CBS with Walter Cronkite, and we'll also play some of Phil's interview with Don Pardo from that fateful afternoon. All that and more when we come back for our second hour here on TV Confidential. Stay with us. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash TV Confidential, x.com forward slash 
TV Confidential or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.